Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. On today's episode, we'll go over the topic of glaucoma from the ophthalmology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 46-year-old African-American male presents for an ophthalmic examination. Medical history is significant for hypertension and type 2 diabetes mellitus. On slit lamp examination, there is cupping of the optic disc with a cup-to-disc ratio of greater than 0.6. Tonometry reveals intraocular pressure of 45 millimeters of mercury, with normal being between 8 to 21 millimeters of mercury. Peripheral field vision loss is noted on visual field exam. This patient was diagnosed with glaucoma. Now let's get into the episode. As a quick introduction, glaucoma is defined as optic neuropathy characterized by optic nerve damage and visual abnormalities. The majority of patients have increased intraocular pressure or IOP. This is an important causative risk factor, and it's associated with increased resistance to aqueous outflow. This compresses the retinal blood supply or retinal ganglion cells. Know that there will be optic disc atrophy with cupping, which leads to visual loss, and there will be an increased cup-to-disc ratio. Glaucoma can be characterized into open-angle or angle-closure glaucoma. With respect to epidemiology, glaucoma is a leading cause of blindness, and know that open-angle glaucoma is more common. Risk factor examples include family history, age, and race. Moving on to the presentation of glaucoma, as far as symptoms of open-angle glaucoma, these patients are usually asymptomatic. However, they may have an insidious onset of peripheral vision loss. Symptoms of angle-closure glaucoma includes acute onset of blurry vision, it's painful, there will be halos around lights, and decreased vision, specifically photophobia slash blurry vision. On physical exam in the setting of open-angle glaucoma, there are no distinct physical exam findings. However, in angle-closure glaucoma, there may be a fixed dilated pupil, corneal clouding slash edema, conjunctival injection slash redness, and the eyeball may be firm to palpation. Moving on to the evaluation of glaucoma, you will measure the intraocular pressure or IOP with tonometry. And again, normal is 8 to 21 millimeters of mercury. The assessment of the optic disc will show an enlarged cup to disc ratio that is greater than 0.4. Evaluation should also include pachymetry, which measures corneal thickness. Note that if the corneas are thick, it may falsely elevate intraocular pressure on tonometry. Finally, gonioscopy is the gold standard for ankle closure glaucoma. The differential diagnosis for glaucoma includes macular degeneration and ischemic optic neuropathy. Moving on to treatment of glaucoma, open-angle glaucoma can be treated with pharmacologic interventions, laser therapy, or surgical options. Pharmacologic management either increases aqueous outflow or decreases aqueous production. Examples of medications that increase aqueous outflow include prostaglandins, which are becoming the first-line therapy for open-angle glaucoma, alpha agonists, and cholinomimetics. Medications that decrease aqueous production include carbonic anhydrase inhibitors, alpha agonists, and beta blockers. Laser therapy includes trabeculoplasty, and surgical options include a filtration bleb. Angle closure glaucoma can be treated with iridotomy, topical beta blockers and alpha agonists, as well as oral carboanhydrase inhibitors such as acetazolamide. So iridotomy is definitive treatment but not used for initial management. With respect to topical beta blockers and alpha-2 agonists, it's important to remember that epinephrine is contraindicated. Again, epinephrine is contraindicated in the setting of angle-closure glaucoma, and know that this is because alpha-1 agonism causes midriasis. Finally, with respect to oral carboanhydrase inhibitors, or acetazolamide, 
Note that IV can be given if the patient has nausea slash vomiting. Now let's end this review session talking about prognosis, prevention, and complications of glaucoma. In terms of prognosis of open angle glaucoma, note that this condition does not substantially reverse. Prevention may involve lowering the intraocular pressure, and complications includes blindness. In terms of prognosis of angle closure glaucoma, know that progressive vision loss may lead to blindness if not detected early and not properly managed. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 38-year-old otherwise healthy man is brought to the emergency department by his wife for emesis and confusion. Per the wife, the patient returned from work on the farm when he began feeling sick. He had two episodes of diarrhea and three episodes of non-bloody, non-bilious emesis. About 30 minutes later, the patient became confused and started to sweat through his clothes. The patient is oriented to place and self, but not to time. Physical examination is notable for meiosis bilaterally and lacrimation. The patient was subsequently started on the appropriate treatment. About one hour later, the patient reports 10 out of 10 bilateral headache and blurred vision. Physical findings of the eye show a mid-dilated pupil and diffuse injection characteristic of acute angle closure glaucoma. What is the most likely explanation for this patient's new symptoms? And the choices are one, drug-induced side effect, two, hypertension, three, migraine with aura, four, rupture of an aneurysm, and five, scleritis. The correct answer to this question is one, drug-induced side effect. So this farmer patient's symptoms are consistent with organophosphate poisoning. For example, blurred vision, diaphoresis, confusion, nausea slash emesis, and diarrhea, and was likely treated with atropine, which can cause midriasis and precipitate acute angle closure glaucoma. Acute angle closure glaucoma is characterized by a mid-dilated pupil, an ocular injection, blurred vision, and significant pain slash headache. Acute angle closure glaucoma is an ophthalmic emergency that can lead to permanent visual loss if left untreated. It results from the closure of the anterior chamber angle, which leads to a decrease in aqueous outflow, intraocular pressure elevation, and subsequent damage to the optic nerve. Common symptoms include conjunctival hyperemia, acute onset of impaired vision, ocular slash periocular pain, colored halos, and headache. Risk factors include a thick lens, hyperopia, shallow anterior chamber depth, and or short axial lengths. In cases of drug-induced acute angle closure glaucoma, sympathomimetic or parasympatholytic properties of drugs can lead to pupillary block in which the pupillary margin and the lens may contact and prevent aqueous outflow. Atropine, which is a parasympatholytic drug, causes midriasis and a subsequent increase in iris volume leading to acute angle closure glaucoma. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer two, hypertension can present with hypertensive emergency in which end organ damage is present. Patients can present with headaches and blurred vision in such cases, however, diffuse eye injection is not characteristic. Answer three, migraine with aura can also present with acute headache and sometimes blurred vision. However, migraines typically present unilaterally and this patient's history and physical examination suggest acute angle closure glaucoma. Answer four, rupture of an aneurysm can lead to subarachnoid hemorrhage, which usually presents with a sudden thunderclap headache. Patients often complain of the worst headache of their life. Physical examination is notable for signs of meningeal irritation, for example, nuchal rigidity. Although a subarachnoid hemorrhage is important to rule out in cases of sudden severe headache with associated vision loss, this patient's history and eye findings are more suggestive of acute angle closure glaucoma. 
Finally, answer five, scleritis is an inflammatory condition characterized by inflammation and redness of the sclera. Patients complain of severe eye pain, and eye examination is notable for tortuous scleral vessels with a blue hue. To leave you with a bullet summary, acute angle closure glaucoma can be caused by parasympatholytic drugs such as atropine. And moving on to the final question, a 60-year-old female presents to the emergency department with severe pain and vision loss in her left eye. She states that the pain and vision loss seemed to start when she was driving through a dark tunnel. She has never experienced symptoms like this before and has no prior history of ophthalmologic problems. Her left eye shows conjunctival injection and midriasis. What is the most likely cause of this patient's presentation? And the choices are 1. Open-angle glaucoma, 2. Closed-angle glaucoma, 3. Cataract, 4. Central retinal artery occlusion, and 5. Central retinal vein occlusion. The correct answer to this question is 2. Closed-angle glaucoma. So this patient presents with acute closed-angle glaucoma characterized by unilateral vision loss, eye pain and redness, midriasis, and poor responsiveness to light. To quickly review, acute closed-angle glaucoma is caused by enlargement or forward movement of the lens against the central iris, leading to obstruction of the normal aqueous flow through the pupil. This causes fluid buildup behind the iris, pushing the peripheral iris against the cornea and impeding blood flow through the trabecular network. When this occurs acutely, it presents with unilateral severe eye pain and vision loss. It is often accompanied by halos around light, eye hardness, and frontal headaches. The treatment is pilocarpine and acetylcholine agonist. Pokerel and Loftus reviewed the diagnosis and management of ocular emergencies. They state all ocular emergencies, including a penetrating globe injury, retinal detachment, central retinal artery occlusion, acute angle closure glaucoma, and chemical burns should be referred immediately to the emergency department or an ophthalmologist. Furthermore, they state that all patients with eye problems should be tested for visual acuity and ocular movements. Confrontation visual field examination, pupillary examination, and direct ophthalmoscopy of both eyes should also be performed. Sung et al. reviewed the mechanism of acute angle closure glaucoma. They state that more shallow anterior chamber depth was the main anterior segment biometric parameter associated with acute primary angle closure during the attack. Furthermore, they state anatomic changes in the anterior segment explained only about one-third of the variance in acute primary angle closure occurrence, and the role of non-anatomic factors require further investigation. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, open angle glaucoma is characterized by peripheral, then central, painless vision loss and is associated with increasing age. Answer 3, cataracts are painless opacifications of the lens seen with advanced age. The opacification would be clearly evident on physical exam. Answer 4, central retinal artery occlusion is characterized by sudden, painless blindness and a pale retina with a cherry red macula on fundoscopic evaluation. Finally, answer 5, central retinal vein occlusion can present similarly to central retinal artery occlusion, but a quote blood and thunder image would be seen on fundoscopic exam. That's all for this review about glaucoma. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously.
Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.